0: Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact, for what they can get out of it more than what they can give to it. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm obsessed with how leaders grow and develop, and I too have insecure moments, we all do. Glad you're here with me now on the Sight Shift Podcast so you can learn how to lead for impact, not validation. Welcome to part three, Lead for Impact. Too many leaders lead for validation, not impact. Why? Because we're insecure. And why are we insecure? What's causing this insecurity to be such a struggle for us? Well, it used to be that we would get our meaning from rituals that we were a part of. So over time, as societies developed, throughout thousands of years, all over this planet, you would see these rituals develop to give you a sense of meaning. They would help you know who you are where you are and why you're here now, as we've progressed and as, a, and as we've advanced and we've become so smart, right? We've lost these rituals. So what have we replaced it with? Some of the most important rituals now for people, sadly, are something like a high school or a college graduation, which really isn't something that's going to shift your identity deeply. This isn't something that's actually going to help you have a before and after experience. For most people, it actually forms a sense of either greater despair, this isn't what I thought it would be, or a false sense of confidence because I can pass a test, a standardized test where I guess see on the Scantron, I am ready for whatever life brings me. No, that's not how this works. And so what you see when you see a group of people that are starting to play stupid games for stupid prizes in corporations, in whatever entities they're a part of, you can know that why people aren't getting enough from these rituals is because there must be something more. I mean, there must be something more, right, than graduations, than gimmicky seminars, than hype talks, than trust falls, than all these things that we look for to try to make meaning. And what I've seen over and over and over now is a real swinging of extremes between the generations. I mean, we think about this, like, The way that boomers approached work for a long time and still is they built their identity around work. So if work went well, they were doing well. If it was going bad, they felt bad. They would rise and fall on that. And now you've got a generation of people in the millennials and the Zoomers who are saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want to build my identity around work. And so they're left with another problem. Just as the boomers build their identity around work, rise and fall, not really discovering who they are, not knowing the deep fulfillment of who they are, where they are, and why they're there. You've got now millennials and Zoomers building their identity around a patchwork of pieces. They'll take you know race, gender, creed, sexuality, and make one part of them, all of them. And that's not enough. That's not strong enough to hold up their whole identity. Now we've seen this before in history we've seen people completely disoriented moving from sacrifice to dread from calm to anger from caring to bitter and this is how a whole nation can get hypnotized into deception and become harmful i mean isn't this what hitler did Hitler was so powerful at exercising his ability to capture a group of people. And in capturing them, because they had had a loss of meaning and a loss of direction and a loss of relationships, they had moved into dread and anger and bitterness, it was ripe for the taking, if you will. And so throughout human history, people are trying to build meaning. They're trying to get who they are from their institution, from their tribe or nation state, from their school, from their family. All of this is normal. We outsource our meaning, but here's what's happened. Now, as we've outsourced this meaning, the institutions aren't giving it to us anymore. The institutions aren't helping us become a better me and you. Instead, what's happened is the institution demands to be served. It's not that the institution is there helping us become better individuals. The institution is saying, you exist to help me the institution exist. And so once the institutions are leading for validation, not impact, not developing people into the best humans they can be, not developing leaders who develop leaders, once the institutions start leading for validation, now the individuals have started leading for validation at an even greater and greater scale. A government, an empire, a nation state, a tribe, a school, a family, an ideology that you just love and you've watched enough documentaries on to be dangerous with. Whatever those things are, are not enough to give you an identity. So how did we get here? Well, you got to go get your identity. Like you got to go discover it. You get to choose how you get your meaning. You get to choose what you build your identity around. And a clue and a signal that you are set up for an identity shift is when you look at this validation check that we covered in the last episode, that when you look at this way of going, okay, where am I now on these three lines? Have I moved from sacrifice to dread, from calm to anger, from caring to bitter? Once you've started to shift in that direction, you can know I'm hungry for an identity shift. I'm ready for something. When you've moved from sacrifice to dread, you're set up for a breakdown. I told you in the last episode about what happened to me when I had that little mini breakdown. And we work with leaders who have many M-I-N-I and a big breakdown. They maybe can't come into the office for a year. I mean, massive stuff happens because so much of their meaning was wrapped up in what they're doing. And as that dread starts to occur, it erodes them from within. Not only do we see a breakdown, as they move from calm to anger, we see a busted leadership capacity. It's a few angry outbursts, and they've squandered so much of their credibility and authority. Or there's a lot of angry outbursts, and they start to build an environment of fear, and they can't figure out, why can't I build a team? Why can't I get this to work without me having to step in for the fifth time and rescue this with my energy and put it on my back and get it to where I want it to be, only to step back and to see it all fall apart again? So they may have a a breakdown, they may have a busted leadership capacity, they may have a breakup because they move from caring to bitter and the team blows up or the founders can't get along. Over and over we see this. People are set up for an identity shift when they have this breakdown or busted leadership, leadership capacity or a breakup. So you gotta get yours and the conditions are set. The conditions are set in society, the conditions are set in your team or your organization. I mean, we have right now three narratives that are swirling around in the leadership atmosphere that we find ourselves in that are trying to answer this loss of meaning and this loss of direction and this loss of relationship. And what's happening in these three arenas that are swirling around us, these are keeping us from being the leaders we can be. What are these three? We could think about them like three enemies, and I'm not saying I want to word it that way, but maybe it helps you if I word it that way. The first is, because we have mindfulness now as a focus in leadership development, we have a real loss of meaning and purpose. You say, wait a second, mindfulness is good. Yeah, it's good, and I'm going to break down in a later episode the good it offers us, but it's a terrible ending point in leadership. And if, you think, and if you think mindfulness is the answer to whatever's happening in your sacrifice to dread, you're going to lose meaning. Now, we've also got this word happening, empathy, empathy. Over and over, we're seeing empathy offered and put in front of us as the place we want to get to as leaders. Well, the problem with this is empathy is like mindfulness, a great starting point but terrible ending point. And if you're only making empathy the goal, you will eventually have a real loss of focus. You won't know how to take the direction you need to. And then we also see psychological safety. Psychological safety being championed over and over and over in leadership talks and books and articles. And again, psychological safety is a great starting point but a terrible ending point. And I'm going to break all three of these down in a future episode how these are so harmful. But what psychological safety does is it keeps us from growing if we make psychological safety the end point. So here's what we're going to do. We are here in this world, in this problem. Society doesn't give us an identity shift anymore. And mindfulness and empathy and psychological safety aren't going to get us there. So what are we going to do? In the next episode, I'm going to cover for us how we can pass the key test so we can be the kind of leaders who lead for impact, not validation. There's always more at SightShift.com, S-I-G-H-T-Shift.com. Thanks for joining me on this episode. There's always more for you at Siteshift, S-I-G-H-T-Shift.com to be the leader you were meant to be.